want to welcome you to the show and let you know today is Thursday, where our normal co-host is Robin Shimizu, but she is not going to be with us today. If she gets a chance, she'll pop in mobile. And we are talking health and wealthness. I always have to think about this because... <laughs> Fancy knows. I'll get it sooner or later. Health and wealthness, because we believe that you cannot be wealthy unless you have your health. And today we're going to be talking about some things that will help us to, um, what would you say, improve customer service? Yes. <laughs> and this is, I think this is going to improve us as human beings if mm. we can take I think which covers it'll cross over into everything you'll feel better you act better have better do better exactly so we have um Avery Baker and his uh father is Brian Baker and they have a program called Respectology and their website is respectologynow.com and he's going to be coming to us to tell us a little bit about what it is they do, how they do it, and how we can implement it in our lives to make us healthier and wealthier. <laughs> how are you today, Avery? I'm doing very well. How are you, ladies? Very good. Welcome to the show. Thank you, um, for having me. <laughs> we need to know a little bit about um, what it is you guys do over there on your wonderful um, site and who it is you serve. Could you give us a little background about how you got started? Yeah, definitely. So backstory is my father actually just retired after 25 years in corporate America and he's launched his company, Respectology. This has been, uh, for some time, he's been thinking about this. So I'm really proud of him because he's taken this leap. He's starting this journey. And uh, as he says, he's broken out of the golden handcuffs of corporate America. And during his time there, he, I could tell he was just losing a lot of motivation. Um, he just didn't have any more drive. And, mm. and so this company means a lot to him because these areas that he talks about being respect and civility, especially in the workplace, mm -hmm. things that he saw waning away as his time in corporate America went on. Mm. And so because of that, he just felt so dr driven to start this company because he knows how important some of these components are to customer service. And so now we're here and, and there's two components of his business. Now there's a component that he speaks and he does his own coaching and training and he focuses more on the business and the workplace aspect. And mm -hmm. so he'll go in and he's worked with companies in the past on doing workplace training on civility, on how to improve your customer service. Did you say civility? Civility. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, it does seem that we're losing a lot of that. Uh, just a little <laughs> bit. If you uh, turn on the news today and you see some of the things going on, not only in our politics, but just, it's just around in our workplaces, in our, in our coffee shops, a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. 
So, you know, like good home training is, uh, he's bringing back some good home training. Exactly. That's, and that's another thing that we talk about is the first education that anyone will receive, children, any child will receive is home training. That is the first education that any child receives. It's not, it's not up to the schools to, to train children at, at decency, kindness, respecting people, civility. It's up to the home. And so that's another emphasis that we have. And that's actually the second component of his business. And that's where I come into play. Him and I, we have a, uh, we have a talk together mm-hmm. called Ordinary People with an Extraordinary Relationship. Wow. And it's all about building healthy parent-child relationships, healthy family relationships. And so yes. we've actually just started that. This came along after he started the business. And he he's actually, it's funny, he's been wanting to do something with me for, for years now, whether it's just a podcast or do a talk or something. Mm-hmm. And I... I haven't always been comfortable with the idea and it was, it was hard for me to talk about <laughs> myself to that extent, but uh, seeing as though I'm, I'm just graduate, I've just graduated from college and, and I'm at a really good place right now in my life. I've, I've grown a little bit. And so now I'm, I'm at a better place where I feel comfortable and confident. And I really do want to help people. And that's the, the whole point of, of our talk together. Nice. So, go ahead, Francie. I just love the fact that his father's retirement hooked up with his graduation. Is that? Oh, right. His father yes. is, a, is an excellent planner. Oh, he, I, trust <laughs> me. I know. I, I look back on it and I'm like, you, you really planned this out pretty good, huh? Yes. <laughs> so, so, I think he's probably been speaking it to you for a while. <laughs> go ahead, Fran. What were you going to ask? No, just continue. I was just. Uh, okay. I was just thinking that if if we all planned kind of like your dad planned, we'd probably have some better outcomes, even if what was happening wasn't so good. You understand what I mean? Your outcomes are better when they're planned than when they're yeah. not. Yeah, definitely. When spontaneous. <laughs> whatever that means he's always been a planner i'm a little bit more on the spontaneous side i'm i'm ready to go but i think that's why it works out because he's had this planned and and now after me graduating i'm just kind of like all right well you know what let's let's start let's start this journey and let's see let's see where it can take us so yeah it's exciting I just think you guys don't know how much you really are pouring into you while you're going through your development stages. But I'm going to ask you this. What is What was your biggest challenge in getting this organization started? Is, a, is it a nonprofit? It is not a nonprofit. Okay, it so it's a for-profit business. Okay. Yes, it is. It is. And so I think for him, his biggest challenge has been adjusting from – corporate America life to mm-hmm. entrepreneurship and the different challenges that that comes with entrepreneurship being um, you don't have a quote unquote, a, a paycheck coming in every two weeks. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a, a threshold where you've got to put in so much work, so much time, so much money before you start to see any sort of uh, return, return yes. on investment. So that's been a bit, a bit of a challenge for him, uh, I, I believe, just me watching him. 
but he's he's honestly because he's so passionate about this i think it's it's good because it doesn't feel like work to him i can tell that he's doing this for the joy of doing it and and that's the beautiful part about it and he's a lot more relaxed (laughs) yeah well you know it's funny i we this may be a generational thing but i look at him and he's still just wired as if like i gotta i gotta meet these deadlines meet these deadlines but he's that's that's part of the adjustment process for him it's like there's it, the deadlines are different you know you what you're doing on your own you may not have to you know meet meet have this meeting done in the next two weeks it may happen in 10 days it may happen in 30 days but the whole point of it is you can go at your own pace so i think he's he's getting adjusted to understanding that there he can be a little bit more relaxed okay <laughs> so so with respectology mm-hmm. um how does that play in the workplace or how does that play for a small business owner um they're just getting started not quite sure what to do is this a key spot for them to begin that putting that that philosophy or that culture into play now yeah definitely so one of the things that my dad uh, coaches on or trains on is emotion emotional intelligence and with that comes soft skills so one of his favorite phrases that he's been using around the house lately is soft skills aren't hard you just have to put in the work <laughs> and, and it's true and and these soft skills when and when he's talking about courtesy kindness and civility he's talking about it it's you're a much more pleasant team member or you're much more pleasant in the workplace when you can provide those soft skills and that's his point and then you take that to the customer service aspect if you treat your customers like guests they're yes. more likely to stay around and they're more likely to return. And so that's really what he emphasizes when he talks to businesses. He wants to emphasize how soft skills can really take your business to another level. Oh, so here's the thing. I just got a revelation. So all <laughs> of the so all of the, everyone who wants to scramble after followers and after likes and what have you, if you treat people that you already have <clears throat> with civility respect talk to them yeah. and help them you're probably going to get more likes exactly and more more engagement and more you know you want people want to hurry up and grow their numbers or whatever but the mm-hmm. more and more i'm hearing about it it's going to take civility and respect mm-hmm. kindness politeness uh, all of these things to make it grow and it's not going to happen overnight yeah exactly and and emotional awareness just yeah. understanding how what you're doing or saying can affect those around you and you mentioned uh, small business owners or just business owners in general that's really who this this is very important for people who own their own business to hear because they're the ones that are going to have people working for them and so I was told uh, a little bit ago, maybe a year ago, uh, that it's one thing to be a boss. It's another thing to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, when you're leading people, you've got to convince them that 
and, and and make them feel comfortable with them following you. So that's really what's uh, what's important when when we're talking about business owners or just executives, CEOs, people in high level management positions. Wow. Now I'd like that. It's, boss it's, versus leader. There you that's, go. There's a yes. boss. Okay, because everybody wants to be their own boss. Mm-hmm. Maybe I hear should, the term a lot. Maybe we I'm should a boss. become. I'm a boss. I get it done. I'm a boss. You know, and and that's great. But if you if you've got nobody to to that will follow your vision, boss, yeah, exactly. Nobody <laughs> the boss. If everybody that you're a boss of is gone, then you you're just by yourself. And and <laughs> see, and that that right there speaks to a lot of things because if you're your own boss, the people that are buying your product are still people that you're leading. You're leading them somewhere. Mm, okay. So mm-hmm. I'd rather be a leader. And be a good one, yes. N- and not maybe so much a boss, because right. uh, what is the turn the little kids? You're not the boss of me oh, all the time. <laughs> you're telling people what to do. You're telling people what to do instead of leading them to where you want to take them. Right. Uh, and you even touched on. I mean, there's a connotation behind the words. You know, when just like you said, when children are saying. You're not the boss of me. It kind of has a negative twang to it. But when you call somebody a leader, that's somebody you respect more. That's somebody that you want to follow. So there is there is a difference. And and I should add that what my dad is doing and, and his expertise comes from working in environments where he dealt with people above him and he was in management himself. So he had people who he was the boss of and the what he's talking about has this these are his experience definitely but they've been it's been through trial and error and through his own knowledge of working in these corporate environments and so after 25 years he's seen a lot and he's worked with a lot of people and he knows who's been successful and who's not been successful and the type of people that it takes to really be successful so now it's my understanding you have an event coming up um, and that you, you can you tell us a little bit about it? How how can we benefit from this event? Who should come to the event? That kind of thing. Yeah. What, yeah. So, when, and why? Okay. okay. So I'll start by uh, the details of the event. We're hosting uh, a talk. This will be our uh, this will be our third talk to the public to an audience, and this is a free event. It's going to be taking place on Saturday, this Saturday, June sixteenth at one o'clock. It's going to be held at a church called the Table Church in East Sacramento. It's right over on on H Street, um, if you're familiar with the East Sacramento area. And so, like I said, our talk is called Ordinary People with an Extraordinary Relationship. And really, the gist of it is we provide our tips. We have five steps that we've, there are five tools that we've used to create a bond a bond that has allowed us to speak in front of people and talk about our relationship. And it's really, it's an unbreakable bond that my father and I have. But the thing is, it hasn't been through, as I mentioned before, trial and error. It hasn't been through trials and tribulations. It's been through joy, happiness, sadness, frustration, anger, everything that all families go through. All of the, all of the, the emotions that you go through with any of your family members. But 
we've been able to, through all of these uh, and through the steps that we talk about in our talk, we've been able to forge this this really inspirational relationship. And I've had people, and to, to toot my toot our horn a little bit, we've had people come up to us kind of my entire life and talk and tell us like, wow, you guys have a really cool relationship. And for me, that's why it took me so long to come around to doing this with my dad because I kind of felt like, well, it was just normal for me. Everybody has it. Right, right. But but over time, I get older and I start to realize that not everybody has that type of relationship with their parents. And so the audience is it's family friendly. Anybody and everybody is welcome. Um, we encourage young adults such as myself to come. We encourage parents, young parents to come. Um, and, and it's really just, it's an inspirational story. That, that we tell and, and we just want to help families get some tools and some tips on how to better their relationships. Nice. Nice. Very nice. So um, another question that we have, what are, give it, give us two top tips that you can pass on to our audience. Yeah. So of the, of the tips that we talk about, I would say the most important ones is a building trust. Okay. That is, and, and, and that's a lot easier said than done, but it's through your actions from both ends, from a parent and from a child. And we touch on that. That's the really cool part about our talk is which each, with each one of our tips, we give our own perspectives as a child. What does it mean to build trust? Uh, what does it mean for a parent to, to build trust in you? And same thing for a parent. What does it mean for your child to really build up that trust? And so I would say uh, build trust, and, and, and that means being accountable for your actions from both ends. Again, that would be the first tip. The second tip that really is, has been the most beneficial for our relationship is open communication. And that's, uh, that's, that becomes a bit of a, a gray area for some parents because... What is open communication? <laughs> what is open communication? What is open dialogue? What is the ability for your kid to be comfortable enough in going and speaking with you about anything? And so there's, there, there's becomes, it, it becomes, well, do you want your child to speak to you about anything or do, would you rather them learn it from their peers, learn it from the internet. And so we dive into that because it's very interesting, especially in the time that I grew up in. I grew up with more access to so much more information. Mm. And my father always kind of felt like it was a battle between what was going on in the world and what he was trying to teach me at home. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so he had to make sure that his teachings and the, the morals and the values that he was guiding me towards weren't just thrown off because, oh, I got, I got a new iPhone or, oh, like this, there's so many distractions that we go through. And so the two that I would say are building trust and open communication. And we definitely dive in deeper, a lot deeper in, in our talk. I like the uh, idea of the building the trust and then doing it from the perspective of the child and the perspective of the parent and then the open communication because you hit something there are so many voices yeah. right now 
there right. are stuff pinging on your phone and then there's Netflix is telling you something else is coming up and then mm -hmm. there's you know Joey across the street has something to say and then Susie over there at your workstation has something to say and mm -hmm. if you don't have the open communication or listening to someone yep. uh, you need to have someone influential with that what do I normally say uh, they have something worth saying yes Someone you can filter things through that you trust. Right. Yes. Right. A mentor, a guide. Yeah, and and it's about yeah, and and that's been so beneficial for me is having that soundboard, having that's somebody cool. that I can bounce ideas off of when I'm as I'm growing up, as I'm you know ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, and and I start to develop my own values, my own thoughts, my own ideas and morals, and and. It's, it's hard because a lot of people, especially in my generation, a lot of people use social media as that outlet. And then they crowdsource on social media. And that can be good, but that can also be a little detrimental because everybody on social media doesn't have your best interest in mind. Or have, have the benefit of wise people speaking into their lives. So... <laughs> So they can only make suggestions based on their personal experiences. Right. If they didn't get right. any, if they didn't, if what they're getting is trash, then what they're given is trash. It's because trash. that's all they know. That's and, the, and then you're passing the garbage can around, and that is really not cool. <laughs> because we know that that what you have received from your father is unique. Now, I like the idea that you want to share it with the community. What is the format for this meeting? Are we sitting around the table? What will, what will people be doing? Yeah, so we we speak to the audience. So we're up front, we're on the stage, and we're, we're speaking to the audience. So for the first 40, it's an hour-long talk. And for the first 45 minutes, it's me and my father. And really, we break down these steps via stories that we've had throughout our lives. And so we kind of give the audience some stories and, and examples of what we mean by each of these steps. Gotcha. And then the last 15 minutes is actually a Q&A session. So we open it up to the floor, we open it up to the audience because it is, there's a lot of stories and we've found out that people really are curious and they want to go deeper into what it is exactly, like how did this story come about? How did, how did this play out? And so that's why we have the Q&A session, because uh, we, we just open it up to the audience, whatever. And, and we're open books. That's the, that's the really cool part about it is we don't hold punches. We, we are very um, transparent in, in what it is that we talk about. Oh, okay. So right. uh, go ahead, Frank. what was your best day ever? What was my best day ever? That's interesting. Um, I would say, to be honest, my best day ever, it sounds cliche. It, okay, I'm not going to say graduation because that no. just happened. That was two, two or three weeks ago. That was a great day. <laughs> but what I will say is I last year, 2017, I studied abroad in Australia. And it was it was so satisfying that when I landed there, it was just everything that I went through from the application process to just me taking that step for myself 
and, and just going to the other side of the world, having never left the continent, never left North America, um, that was, that might've been my best dance. Cool. Yes, getting out of the neighborhood. <laughs> did you spend a semester? Yeah, I did. Five months, and I lived in Sydney, and I traveled around uh, Australia, and I actually went to Bali. That was really cool as well. So, yeah. Nice. It was, that was a great experience. <laughs> yes. Get out, the like it was. Get out the house. Uh, okay, so what is your favorite charity or cause? Favorite charity or cause? Uh, I would say I was in um, I, I following Australia. I actually lived in D.C. the last fall. I did an internship out there in D.C. and I got connected with some organizations in D.C. Some justice organizations, and there's one called. Uh, the Justice Coalition, and they work on, it's a collaboration of different organizations, but it's like a roundtable event where they bring in organizations and they, it's, it's an idea session where they talk about justice reform, prison reform, think yeah, a think tank, and, and that was really, that was unique for me. I, I hadn't been exposed to something like that before, and it really got me, I mean, I, I definitely can see myself in the future working with an organization like that, especially considering prison reform. They worked on um, civilians who return to society nice. after exiting prison and reentry. Reentry, yes, that's that's the that's the word. Reentry, and and so again, I, I hadn't been too exposed to to that, but I can see myself getting involved in the future with some organizations like that. Very nice. Now. Um, the, this question in your backpack what is the one thing in your backpack or your wallet that you cannot do without my backpack or my wallet yeah on your person because you don't carry a yeah. purse so. <laughs> we usually ask what's the one thing in your purse but since you're not a chick <laughs> you know because you either you have you know in your messenger bag your yeah, yeah whatever uh, I could probably, I mean, I have this, uh, I have a couple of those, like, like Wetzel's Pretzels stamp cards where you go and you get, every time you go to, <laughs> they, 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 every time the you go, they stamp, they stamp the card and then you get, you get six, then you get a seventh one free. Yeah, I've got a few. I'm not gonna lie, I got a few of those in my wallet, so I could probably do without those. Okay, so uh, what can you? What can you not do without? So what do you have to? Oh, have oh, what do I? Have oh, have sorry, have. I, I <laughs> But now we know you're also a pretzel lover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what What can I not do without? Mm. Yeah, my ID definitely. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That that would be it. You get back in the country, and okay, very good, very good. We can find you at Respectology Now everywhere. everywhere uh, Respectologynow dot yes. okay. on Instagram, on Twitter, YouTube. Um, we are inviting all of our listeners and the people watching live here. Thank you for tuning in, Christy and Karen and. 
uh, all of those who are watching us and watching the replay, check them out. Go check it out. Uh, re respectology yes. now dot com. It, no, this is good. Mm -hmm. Really, this is some really good information. I am going to uh, go do some more research. Research. Yes, please. Might show up. Mm -hmm. on, we might be showing up on Saturday. Uh, okay. But and, we and my question about Saturday is: Will it be um, streamed? We are working on that. I, I, I don't know just yet, but we are working on that, trying to get a Facebook Live. So if we do get the Facebook Live, it will be on Respectology Now Facebook, or excuse me, Respectology, the Facebook page, that's the name of the Facebook page, is Respectology. And if we can get a live stream up, then it will be broadcasted through that. But again, Saturday, June 16th, free to the public, it starts at 1 o'clock. We encourage people to get there about 12.45 to get a good seat and bring your family, bring anybody we ask. If you come, please bring one person so we can really get the place filled. And, and we just want to get the message out. Um, we've been working really hard on it for the past couple of months, and we, we know everybody will enjoy it. And you, ideally, you get at least one thing that you can take away from our talk. Nice. And the city is? Sacramento, California. We're talking to the world here. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. So, <laughs> Sacramento. Again. So we invite you to follow Respectology now. Um, check them out. And we will see you again because we're going to have you all come back um, another time. And okay. uh, yeah. Christy and says... got to get uh, my dad here. Yeah, Christy says uh, brilliant people. And then um, Rika says nice. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we are on a 30-minute time schedule mm -hmm. now. We moved okay. our time. So... Um, Please reach out, ask questions, put it in the chat. We will make sure your information gets disseminated. If you have questions, we are constantly watching the chat. So we want to say thank you so much, Avery, for joining us today. Um, we appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Ms. Shakes. And, uh, <laughs> appreciate, appreciate it myself. And um, best of luck. I hope to see you guys on Saturday. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't be surprised. We may be showing up. And if you'll stick around after the end of the show, i got a tip for you on how to do that live. Okay. okay. So, right. everybody, thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll be back tomorrow. It's Friday. We're talking mm -hmm. tech, people. We're talking tech. So, get your tech <laughs> questions and all of the stuff. Net neutrality is going on. So, we need to know. So, we'll talk to you all tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Okay, guys. Don't forget to go to the front of your own line. You can find the Biz Chicks on YouTube, <laughs> Biz Chicks Live. We're here every day at 10. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye.